I'm not sure how much you really know about British culture and attitudes. Hell, I've lived in this country my entire life, barely even left it to go on holiday, and I'm not even sure I know too much about its culture and attitudes. If I was being honest, I would say it was a blend of apathy and indifference. We probably still like to refer to it as a stiff upper lip, but, truth be told, we never knew what to do when the shit truly started hitting the fan, and so it looked better if we could be seen to be powering through it all regardless. The Brits. We might not have an empire any more, but by golly we can stand firm through a rock. What a colossal fuck-up that turned out to be. Don't get me wrong, not all the nursery rhymes turned out to be true this time, but London's burning and Ring of Roses were pretty accurate. And if I ever feel sadistic enough to bring up any kids in this hell of a world in the future— I'll just have to add on a verse or two about how when we all fell down, we started getting up again and trying to chew each other's faces off. As you can pretty much infer, I'm your lone gun post-apocalypse journal type, or at least that's the handsome image I'm trying to exude. Before the world went all Alice in Cannibal Land on us, I was a journalist anyway, so the acorn hasn't fallen particularly far from the tree in this rebirth. It's a shame I'm not going to get to relay this story to the world any time soon, but when civilization does get its shit together and stick its head over the parapet looking for buddies, I'll be ready with my story. It's not exactly a fair reflection of how it's been for the whole of the country. I'm alive, for a start, and primarily a vegetarian as of late for reasons of good taste. But it's our story, and one that needs to be told. At the start of the 21st century— I suppose the UK was the also-runs of the international community. We weren't a world power, and we hadn't been for some time. We couldn't manage our own borders somehow, despite being an island, and every establishment on record was infighting, in some manner or another. Our government ritually sucked the asses of the leaders around the world that were both more powerful and eminently more attractive than them, and as a result we were the nerdy kid in the international class. No one particularly wanted us around, but we were good to have in case the bigger kids needed someone to throw in front of them in a scrap. A human shield of international proportions. So it was only fitting that Patient Zero was born and bred a British citizen. No one knew exactly who he was, and the media wasn't exactly around for long enough after the incident to find out and let us all know. Suffice to say, this will put us back on the map for as long as maps are around. Do I know how much of the world is like this now? I have no idea. Are there any countries out there willing to save us? London is rubble and ashes. So are most of the major cities, if any of the short tales I've had from other survivors are to be believed, and I have no particular reason to distrust the testimony of these survivors. Not any more. One of them, they called us a tacky name that I just can't shake. Everyone has their taglines made popular by the film industry— your Z's, Day of the Dead, you call it what you want. But he said to me that day, Great Britain my ass. This is Great Britain now, and its survival of the fittest. At least we didn't piss off any of the other countries enough for them to nuke us, eh? To be fair, the thought made me want to find a nuke bunker. I'd heard of one in Milton Keynes, and make a straight line for it. But it hadn't seen a mushroom cloud on the horizon yet, and you know what? I just can't be fucked. I'm comfy here. Got everything I need to survive right now. So I'm going to be on World War Z, 
and that you know how I saw the apocalypse unfold, and what I didn't do about it, and how the world watched as everything went aflame and asunder. And in Britain it started, as most things do, with a drink or two.'